0: This is the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Come on,
1: Joey. That bridge isn't gonna construct itself. What the hell? Why are you wearing a dress and a wig and makeup and high heels, man? Have you gone Queero on me? What's the deal, Joey? Well, Mac, I got a bunch of traffic tickets the other day in my big honkin' diesel pickup truck, and I have to go to court this morning. I figure if I dress up like this, I might be able to get out of those tickets. What were the tickets for, Joey? Well, first there was me driving alone in the high occupancy vehicle and electric vehicle only lane of traffic. And then I decided to roll some coal, you know, blow a big puff of black smoke on that motorcycle cop at about 90 miles an hour in a 55 zone. And when I got out of the truck on the stop, I may or may not have told the cop that he reminded me of the village people fruity cop and something about where he could stick those tickets in his own anatomy. Sounds like you screwed up pretty good, man. How you think dressing up like this is gonna help? Well, first, the cop pulled face. over Joey, six foot three, 235 pounds, beard, construction worker clothing, and work boots. And he pulled me over in a big raised red diesel pickup truck. So today, I'm gonna walk into that courtroom dressed like this with my face shaved, makeup, high heels, and I'm gonna do an awful lot of winking. And if that cop shows up, he couldn't possibly identify me Josephine as Joey, right? I'll raise my voice a little bit in pitch. And I'll tell that judge that I identify as Josephine, a buxom woman. I'll tell the judge that my diesel truck identifies as an electric car, and that since I'm using the plural pronouns they, them, we could not possibly have been alone in the HOV lane because there are two personalities in this body, Joey and Josephine. What do you think? I think I'm driving in my vehicle today and you'll be driving
0: to court alone. I don't want to be seen in the same vehicle with such an ugly woman, man. Good luck. And why not? The President of the United States can lie to you at every turn. The media can lie to you every single day about such topics as systemic racism, which doesn't exist. According to the publication 1945, Brandon Weikert writes, Joe Biden is one big lie. The Joe Biden carefully crafted image has gone bust. You see, the thing about lies is it requires a great deal of energy on the part of the liar to maintain the lie. The more complex the lie and the louder and more often the lie is told, the harder it is to contain the lie. Take the case of Gropy Joe Biden and his carefully crafted image. The image of a guy who's supposed to be an everyman. Scrappy Joe from Scranton. A guy who cares about the little man. But here's a man who, until 2020, spent most of his entire political career being viewed as the butt of all jokes. And it goes back to his childhood when everyone picked on little Joey. And if your lie, such as the one that the Bidens have crafted about themselves, is that you're more wholesome than your opponents, you better be able to at least keep up appearances. Yet, gropey Joe Biden and his entire team are enduring the painful release of multiple truths that are undercutting their carefully crafted image, the lie. You see, Joe Biden is not a nice, grandfatherly character just trying to restore decency to America. In fact, he is a bumbling old man and is supposedly quite a jerk to most of his staff. It's so bad that his staff has the equivalent of battered wife syndrome where they soothe their wounded egos and their damaged emotions by the president's bullying by simply saying, Oh no, it's an honor to be verbally castigated and called out and ridiculed by the boss. Like the battered wife who says, he didn't mean to hit me, he didn't mean to knock me down the stairs, he's just such a strong presence and he was just expressing himself. I, I, um, I tripped down the stairs and it's an honor to be arm candy to such a great guy. Biden portrays himself and allows himself to be portrayed as a genial old loving grandfather to six of his grandchildren. Yet he only acknowledges six and not the seventh despite a legal paternity test proving that Biden's cocaine addict son, Hunter, is the father of a little baby girl known as Navy Joan Roberts. He screwed a stripper and got her pregnant, Hunter Biden did, and Joe Biden doesn't want to claim that child as his grandchild. Hunter Biden, while in a cocaine-infused daze, had an affair with a stripper who worked at the high-end Washington, D.C. gentlemen's Club. Of course, that resulted in a sweet four-year-old girl who is apparently aware that Joe Biden is indeed her grandfather and, unfortunately, that he refuses to even acknowledge her existence, much less her membership in the Biden crime family. The Democrats are trying desperately to deflect away from this story by accusing the Republicans who bring up this sad affair in public as somehow being the villains. Yet, this is total fair game. After all, the Biden family has insisted that they are purer than their chief political rival, Donald J. Trump and his family. Thus far, there are no provable claims that Donald Trump has any out-of-wedlock children or that his own children have sired any illegitimate children of their own. Besides, Donald Trump never once ran as a pure as the wind-driven snow kind of candidate. In fact, Donald Trump ran as just the opposite with his long history of public bragging about his sexual conquests to generate media buzz. Donald Trump used the media to lap up those stories in ways they would never do with the not so pure Biden family. There's also no way that either Biden or the Democratic Party, even with a complicit press, can maintain the facade that they've created about the purported decency of gropey Joe Biden, especially now that he's surrounded by so very much scandal. There's enough circumstantial evidence on Hunter Biden's alleged illicit international dealings to not only force Congress to do a deep-dive investigation into him, but to seek the wider information pertaining to the rest of the dubious finances of the Biden crime family, including the president himself. Hunter Biden himself admitted to his oldest daughter in 2019 on a WhatsApp text message exchange that he was working for his father, Joe Biden. That just as the whistleblower, Tony Bobolinsky had told Tucker Carlson in 2020, Hunter seemed to be leveraging his father's government jobs to get barrels of cash from foreign governments and corporate leaders in exchange for special interests getting special access to Joe Biden, as far back as when he was the vice president, if not even earlier. In the course of those deals, Hunter was likely giving his father a cut of the profits. After all, he called his father the big guy and in several writings said he had to make sure the big guy got his cut. We all know that Jared Kushner and his wife, Ivanka Trump, were accused of engaging in influence peddling while they held jobs in the Donald Trump administration. That, too, was bad, but was never proven. The former president never pretended to be the moral leader, whereas Joe Biden runs around claiming to be the scion of ethics and principles. And the alleged corruption of the Trump family was nowhere near as long-lasting or as deep-rooted as the Biden crime family's influence-peddling scheme appears to be. Unlike Biden, Trump had a long, multiple, ongoing, highly publicized, totally exaggerated, fake grand jury investigation set into an assortment of manufactured charges made against him. Biden is having to contend with the amorphous House Republican investigation into his son Hunter, which will most likely lead directly back to Joe Biden. More gallingly though, is the fact that few people believe anything substantive will be done to punish Biden or Joe for their illegal, illicit, unethical and immoral dealings. The best way for getting rid of Joe Biden will be the 2024 presidential election. It won't be anything more than a set of complex lies and exaggerations that biden's and the democrats have concocted to continue to try and present biden as the superior candidate which will end up taking biden down it's proving nearly impossible to stop the flood of damaging information from bubbling to the surface in ways that not even the friendly mainstream media can possibly avoid joe biden is going down one way or the other it might just be the destruction of this false presentation of him as America's grandfather and the revelations of his excessive hypocrisy that does number 46 in. The only real concern is, will Joe Biden be taken down politically before the election or will the system continue protecting him long enough to ensure that he gets reelected so they can place the inept, incompetent, ignorant Camel Harris into the White House? My hat's off to senior editor Brandon Weikert, a former congressional staffer and political analyst who is a contributor to The Washington Times for his contribution to this article. And you're listening to The Truth Hurts Program where we tell it like it is, expose the lies of the left, the Democrat double standard, and of course, the hypocrisy. On the last episode of The Truth Hurts Program, I brought to you a piece from the Hodge Twins podcast about a Chicago Walmart closing down actually four of them in black neighborhoods because of the massive excessive theft by blacks in those black predominant walmarts jack albin wrote in the daily dot i haven't stepped foot inside a walmart in months customer complains about not being able to get through the aisle because of all of the pickers yes boys and girls in addition to the shoplifters trying to jam hams in their pants you have these Walmart secret shopper pickers running around, filling up these carts full of stuff for people too lazy or smart enough to not go to Walmart. Their pickup and delivery service might be ruining the shopping experience for regular in-store customers. Dave mvc 55 went on TikTok to express anger in a clip that garnered over 78,000 views on the TikTok platform. Dave filmed himself trying to get down an aisle full of pickers who shop those orders for other people with their large carts and big blue bins as they put items left in little room for those particular baskets. He says you can't even get through. Can we get more Walmart online shoppers in this aisle? Sarcastically. Walmart has been making big pushes into the e-commerce space as a means of capturing a piece of the market that has been dominated by Amazon and their personal shoppers. But those pickers are getting in the way, and now many Walmart shoppers are doing the same thing, going online and ordering, to have it delivered or waiting for them for pickup. Sure, you lose the ambiance of seeing Fat Frida and her booty shorts, or No Bra Nelly bouncing and jiggling like two cats fighting in a burlap sack, but if they bring it out to your car and you don't have to deal with that, I guess that's the trade-off, right? The problem is, every time I've tried to use those personal online shopping apps, they conveniently say that the heavy items, like 38-pound boxes of cat litter, or 20-pound bags of potatoes, are miraculously out of stock. And yet, while in the parking lot, I can walk in, show them those items are right there, and they shrug their shoulders and walk away because they do not give a damn and are lazy at heart. According to the Daily Caller's Mary Lou Masters, Biden is imposing the costliest regulatory agenda in US history. According to a report, Biden has added 300 billion plus dollars in new regulatory costs in the first two years of his joke of an administration and that tops the spending of Barack Hussein Obama and Donald Trump combined. This, according to research exclusively shared with the Daily Caller News Foundation. The Foundation for Government Accountability's research outlined 12 of what they view as the Biden administration's worst, most expensive regulations, and they claim to be related to healthcare, climate change, and DEI, amongst other things. The Biden administration has managed to publish more than 80,000 pages of regulations and his dirty dozen, the 12 worst rules are fueling inflation, skyrocketing energy costs, discouraging work and therefore discouraging taxpaying and tanking the economy, according to the research author, senior fellow Michael Grybrook. And the architects of the so-called Bidenomics are the bureaucrats pumping out more than 200 pages of job-killing regulations every single day, garaybrook told the Daily Caller. Small businesses, employees, and families are already trying to navigate Joe Biden's higher prices. Now they're forced to fight through a historic amount of red tape to keep their heads above water. Biden's spike in regulations is estimated to have added roughly 220 million hours of paperwork and most of it was done by executive order or executive fiat. He signed off on the U.S. Department of Agriculture's increase of food stamp benefits by a whopping 27%, which will cost taxpayers nearly $250 billion over the next 10 years and now allows people on food stamps to buy prepared food meals so they can go out for dinner if they want pay with food stamps then there was biden's student loan giveaway which could have canceled up to twenty thousand dollars in student debt it would have cost taxpayers over 500 billion dollars but thank god the supreme court has blocked that plan this year Many people think the Supreme Court ended the student loan bailout problem, but the Biden administration is already pushing another end around Congress with a new rule that could cost taxpayers $470 billion in 10 years. The government should not be a game of regulatory whack-a-mole. Congress needs to reassert its authority to write laws and hold the power of the purse. Only then will we have consistency and predictability necessary for our economy to flourish and to once again be respected by foreign nations. but That's not all, my friends. The Security and Exchange Commission under Biden is proposing climate risk disclosures must be provided with companies registrations and annual reports. That will cost $10 billion alone, as well as 43 million actual internal man hours to complete the requirements, according to the research. The Biden administration is also evaluating environmental justice impact when considering the construction of natural gas pipelines and refineries. They've prioritized the joke of climate change from the beginning of the presidency. They suspended oil and gas lease sales the first week. They shut down the Keystone Energy XL pipeline, and they did so while Biden watched and smiled as skyrocketing fuel prices hit the pumps. The Biden administration has been pushing environmental, social justice, governance, and other factors known as ESG into the assessment of even retirement funds, telling companies you must invest in socially, environmentally friendly and ESG related funds or we're coming after you. Biden has displayed overreach in elections through a 2021 executive order, transforming federal agencies into voter registration and outreach hubs, making it more difficult for independent contractors to work freely by amending classifications for freelance work, you know, like Uber drivers. This research also highlighted Florida's ability to cut red tape and argued that Congress should look at the Sunshine State as an example by approving regulations with an annual cost of over $100 million before they are ever implemented. And, of course, the Biden administration and the White House refused to comment on this topic. Go figure. In the publication 1945, Peter Susiu writes, Gavin Newsom should terrify you. The article begins could gavin newsom run for the white house should president joe biden be forced to step aside or otherwise not be available to run for a second term democrats continue to put their hopes not on vice president camel toe harris but instead on california governor democrat gavin newsom he is known for being a very liberal progressive individual He is one of the people who's trying to take money out of my wallet to give to black people in reparations who were never slaves and can't even prove lineage to slaves. The Golden State governor is apparently riding high after signing new bills into law intended to make it easier for the state to build multi-billion dollar projects. He faces a wave of crisis in his first term and now looks like his second term will be mired in controversy as well. Devastating wildfires thanks to the liberal progressive woke Democrats refusing to allow people to rake up leaves under trees. How about the bankruptcy of the nation's y- largest utility company? How about the mishandling of the deadly COVID-19 pandemic? He's even had to fend off a recall effort in 2021 and things haven't gotten easier since he got reelected the states under a drought still, and now also dealing with flooding. Now Newsom, who has sought to increase his national profile, is facing multi-billion dollar deficits thanks to his tax and spend and government giveaway programs. As the Associated Press reported, this could threaten to unravel things on which he staked his reputation. After all, he's known for giving free kindergarten for every four-year-old and giving away free health care for low-income residents, even the illegal, criminal, law-breaking, trespassing, invading migrants. And as those bills were signed into law, they come out at a huge cost. You see, Gavin Newsom's state of California is facing a $31.5 billion deficit, which will likely reach $81 billion in the red by January of 2027 when his second term in office is scheduled to end time is certainly not on his side should he decide to seek a run for the white house he told the associated press on tuesday quote i have a sell-by date three and a half years the clock's ticking i'm a milk carton you know and i don't want to get sour in my opinion he's already sour he's vowed to not challenge president biden and he would likely be in a better position slightly to seek the white house in 2024 than he would be in 2028. After all, leaving California $81 billion in debt when he leaves office at the end of 2027 would not be a good look for a candidate seeking the Democratic nod. The Golden State is home to record homelessness, subpar GDP growth, the nation's highest poverty rate, a massive exodus of both companies and taxpayers, a tech downturn fueled by the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and a consistently underperforming public school system. These factors, amongst others, including feces and urine on the streets, a crime situation out of control, a disastrous drop in police department enrollment and personnel, amongst other things, have fueled a powerful out-migration trend, which is up 135% in just two years. Oh, the U-Haul trucks are rolling out of California and U-Haul can't get enough people to bring trucks back in. Recent polls find upwards of 40% of residents are considering leaving California. And the rising tide of wealthy people leaving the state has already taken away a reported $20 billion of adjusted income since 2018. Newsom is a Democrat, so lying and making up stories and placing blame on anyone but himself will probably be the recipe for a presidential run. He'll have to explain to the American voter why California lags behind those such as Florida and Texas that the governor routinely attacks. And which enjoy large budget surpluses, rising tax revenues, generation of more jobs, and are initiating tax cuts. Newsom has been seen as the Democrats' answer should Biden not be able to run, or decides not to run, or the Democratic Party won't allow him to run. But critics will continue to rightfully question a Gavin Newsom run for the White House pointing constantly to the problems in California and Newsom's inability to solve them. If Joe Biden were to step aside, there's no guarantee that Newsom could win the nomination. California may have once sent Governor Ronald Reagan to the White House, but Gavin Newsom is no Ronald Reagan. The country no longer dreams of Californication. Many across the country see California as the problem that they would like to avoid thanks to Peter Sushio, a Michigan-based writer and senior editor for the publication 1945. And according to Newsweek, Nick Reynolds writes, Democrats are ignoring a rising problem in the middle of a revolution. As a candidate for president and in the early days of administration, you might recall Joe Biden made raising the national minimum wage to $15 an hour the cornerstone of his campaign. But here we are, fighting for his job in 2024, Biden doesn't even mention minimum wage as part of his platform. He's held back by a reluctant Congress and a challenging electoral map that could leave control of the government teetering once again in the middle at the next election. You might recall two weeks before the stolen 2020 election, Biden unveiled an ambitious economic agenda with the nation's low-wage workers at the center of his campaign. He pledged and promised to end sub-wage, minimum wage salaries for people with disabilities. He pledged and promised to strengthen the benefit requirements for employers. He proposed the end of the tipped minimum wage, but most importantly, he adopted the rhetoric of a living wage of the advocates who had long pushed for minimum wage earning requirements, claiming that Americans need at least $15 an hour to live with dignity and thereby supposedly reduce their reliance on public benefits. Of course, those were lies told by liar in cheat Joe Biden. At 1 p.m. Eastern time on February 2nd, Groundhog's Day, 2021, just after taking office, Joe Biden said in a tweet, and I quote, it's long past time we raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour the American rescue plan will get it done." But you see, it didn't happen. And Joe Biden was the president. And the Democratic Party was in charge of both the House of Representatives and the US Senate. And Biden failed to live up to his pledge, live up to his promise, and proved to be the liar he is. He had the power to use the power of the presidency to increase the minimum wage. He had a willing Democratic Party in Congress to pass such legislation, and it is entirely his fault that it did not happen. You might recall Bernie Sanders in 2021 sent the Raise the Wage Act to Congress, but the Democrats failed to pass it. The Senate had too narrow of a majority to overcome the 60-vote threshold necessary to thwart a filibuster. Biden's own push to raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour through the American Rescue Plan was actually voted down in bipartisan fashion. Not just one Joe Manchin or one Kirsten Cinema. We're talking about eight members of his own party, the Democratic Party, crossed the aisle to kill that proposal with the backing of all 50 Republicans in the Senate. Economic calamity post COVID added to Biden's challenges and he still hasn't made his promise of shutting down the virus without shutting down the economy. For COVID is still out there and COVID is still killing as many people now as it was two years ago in the United States. But you see Biden The Democratic Party and their willing accomplices in the mainstream leftist, progressive, liberal, woke media don't talk about COVID anymore. And half of the American population are too stupid to realize that COVID is still out there killing people, that Joe Biden did nothing to stop the virus, and he's still trying to play both sides of the fence with COVID-related funds. Recent polls show the persistent pessimism about the state of Joe Biden's economy the Bidenomics disaster that mimics Jimmy Carter's inflation, recession, and energy issues. A June 30th survey was conducted for the New York Slimes and found that 52% of American adults say they are worse off financially than they were a year ago, and that was worse off than when Donald Trump was president. Minimum wage is not going to $15 an hour because of Joe Biden. And all of you who voted for him must now realize that he lied to you and made fools of you at the polls. Let's just hope you're not dumb enough to fall for it a second time. And here's something that the blue states and the Democrats don't want you to hear, to realize. If we didn't have so very many unlawful, criminal, trespassing, law-breaking, illegal immigrants in our country taking the lower end jobs at minimum wage, $7.25 an hour, perhaps we would have more incentive because there would be less workers out there willing to work for that wage and natural wage attrition would occur and the raise would be natural, not artificial. But again, Joe Biden does not want you to know about that. They want to keep letting more and more illegal immigrants cross the border and remind those illegal immigrants don't forget to vote Democrat in the next election. They're using you and abusing you and you're too dumb to realize it. And that, my friends, is the end of this edition of the Truth Hurts program, for we have run out of time. Go out there and make it a great day. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you were offended, but I retract nothing because I speak the truth. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program is prerecorded. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts Program Network, all rights reserved.